Welcome to Better Advertising with Better AMS. My name is Justin Knuckles and I am your host. Today I am partnered alongside uh, Sumit Garwal, Head of Marketplace Advertising with Marketplace Power Brands. Aggregator in the space, we are all familiar with um, you know aggregators coming and, and helping us exit our businesses as, as private label sellers. Um, and so what happens to those brands and the marketing efforts after that? Um, Sumit is here to, to help us with that and tell us a little bit more. Welcome, Sumit. Thanks, Justin. Happy to be uh, with you on the podcast. So to give a little bit of background on your, your skill set and where you've been, I mean, you've, you've been around the e-commerce space for a little bit. You've been with Amazon, some other aggregators. Um, but specifically now, you're, again, head of marketplace advertising and specifically PPC, correct? Yes. So I have been with Amazon. I spent a time, some time with uh, one of the other aggregators in the market. Now here, I head the Amazon marketplace advertising. As of now, it's PPC, but everything beyond PPC, that could be DSP or any other search ads that falls under, I do take care of that as well. Amazing. So you guys are running DSP as well on, on the brands you guys manage? Uh, not started yet. Probably in the next couple of months, we do have plans to start doing that as well. That's amazing. I think that's already seeds planted for another episode there. <laughs> we, we love talking sure. DSP and... Sure. would love to get the aggregator perspective on DSP. So we'll, we'll circle back on that in a few months. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, with where we're at right now and, and what you are managing, um, you know, I feel like we're in very similar positions from as an agency and as an aggregator, right? Like we, we come and we, we meet these really mature brands uh, with current ongoing marketing efforts and, and picking up from there saying, great, how can we optimize this, scale this, and, and continue to grow. So I feel like we come at these questions from very from similar perspectives. Yes. But I, I wanted to get the aggregator side of it nonetheless. Um, and that's how do you continue to scale and grow mature brands that you've brought on? Uh, so there are a couple of levers that all the aggregators, uh, irrespective of what kind of specific niche they are trying to enter into or anything of that sort of, they all look for levers that okay, fine, hey, I can do this X, Y, Z thing to this brand and make it, let's say, grow from 10X to 12X. So I can add that 10% extra or 20% extra. Most of the cases, what I have seen till now is probably around listing, uh, the expansion part of it. Expansion would be, let's say, geo expansion, or let's say I can take products from uh, Amazon to Walmart and all of that part. And in most of the cases, the the first lever that anything any irrigator any can do is probably with related to PPC. When I say PPC, what I have seen across is most of the sellers, they want to remain profitable and they want to have some certain budgets or certain takeout for themselves from the revenue that their brands are making because of which they will not put in much efforts into the marketing part. I've come across brands who are doing 10 million, 12 billion a year with just $5,000 of marketing spends a month, which is just peanuts. And uh, brands who are just using sponsored products, but not even exploring videos or not even exploring sponsored brands to that extent. Lack of knowledge is another reason why they do not do it because they do not explore, let's say, sponsored display remarketing. That's an easy way to kind of keep on getting conversions at a decent cost. But they just kind of uh, like probably not aware of it and they do not do it. Also, not all the brands reach out to agencies or specialized persons also in order to maintain that. Many of the sellers that we not necessarily buy, but we do inquire about or we talk to, 
they all come back with that okay fine hey i had a guy who was let's say just managing it on from the top for me that's it or probably like uh, i was doing it myself and just taking care of it but it's not that easy so probably a full time job you cannot take care of business and pvc all alone together so these are the few things that we do see that okay fine hey these are the levers and that kind of gives us a push also the in very very rare cases i have come across that category where your product is placed that sometimes gives you uh, if you change that a little bit that sometimes give your product a good push even though for mature brands it can help you to kind of gain better like what i mean by category is probably if i just uh, move my category from let's say speakers to outdoor speakers which is let's say slightly more niche and i start taking better ranks on these on this category it eventually helps me because i will be able to get more amazon badges or uh, more amazon choice badges and probably a best seller badge in the smaller category it can help me in the longer yeah i think the the metaphor for that is is to be a you know it's easy easy to be a big fish in a smaller pond right go yes. to a smaller category where where it's easier to climb uh, the best seller ratings yes but i think those are you know fantastic call outs and and hearing you say all that is really how we approach and talk to brands too it's a lot of a lot of it is a knowledge gap and you know not knowing the right way to use ppc maybe it's only one ad type maybe maybe the campaigns are structured in a way where you're, you're wasting your money on inefficient targets yes. um so it really comes down to the simple aspects of PPC of, you know, utilizing all your ad types, um, the way you structure it. And even like you said, mentioning um, detail pages, like you have to have a strong detail page in order yeah. to have relevancy for your keywords and your targets. So. And that Agreed. has to be done probably very regularly. Uh, like no matter how much bigger of a brand you are, at least, at least I think twice a year, you should for sure have your, like a check on the listing and the keywords and the title, probably how do you want to change it? Uh, sometimes do a lot of experiments, like in the title with the same sentences, how I structure it, probably that can make a difference to my, to my CTR or my conversion rate as well. That's the the benefit and also the risk of, I guess, also having the brands is you guys can play with that lever. And as the agency, we just say, hey, here's the keywords maybe you should put in your title. Yes. So you have that benefit. <laughs> uh, that's a major difference when uh, like when we also hire somebody from a, for the PPC part uh, from an agency. Uh, like I have seen that that's a major uh, obstacle in terms of thought process that any person moving from an agency background towards an aggregator, they also face that now you own the brand so you can take decisions which are like you would want to execute. But as an agency, you would still have to wait for an approval from the seller or the owner that okay, fine, hey, this is what we would want to do. Please give us a go ahead. But as an aggregator, we feel that okay, fine, hey, this is the overall structure. We brainstorm and we can still go ahead and uh, try it out with certain uh, budget. Yeah, no, absolutely. Decisions move a lot faster um, in-house like that. Um, Next question for you is, you know, how do you keep similar business units that you guys um, acquire from competing with each other on, um, you know, certain targets or driving up marketing expenses? I mean, similar to us, right? We we maybe manage similar brands and how do we keep them from competing directly with each other? How how would you, do you guys approach that problem? So probably the question is conflict of interest. How do you manage that? There is one keyword I have to, uh, let's say, uh, what do you call two smartwatches? Uh, how do I rank on both of them? Uh, <clears throat> how we approach it is uh, 
uh, and this is something that I have seen across all the aggregators, it will happen sooner or later. What what I mean by that is probably segregation of your brands will start happening. Today, you might just acquire 10 brands that okay, fine, hey, whichever is the best profit multiple or whichever makes the most business sense to acquire, you acquire it. But in the long run, you will for sure start dividing them into verticals or start dividing, putting them into certain categories. Now, for example, let's say I acquire uh, two brands in the same vertical. Uh, I will first try to, or we generally first try to put a separate positioning for them. It could be because of the price point. Uh, it could be because of a particular feature or anything of that sort of. Put up a separate like positioning for them and then start playing around that. If they are so exact, direct in, uh, directly competitive in terms of portfolio structure for them, like they sell 10 products and the other one sells eight of them. Probably then the only option that we have is we look forward towards day parting. That we start looking towards day parting in terms of going when to go aggressive for certain brands and when to go, let's say, like uh, reduce the bids for the other brand. Also, in the long run, we do start analyzing that, okay, fine, hey, what, uh, against which competitor, my which set of brand has an advantage. Even though the portfolio structure could be the same, but not necessary against three of my competition, both these brands will hold equal equal advantage. It could be as simple as this, that one of my brands is, let's say, having a higher set of reviews than the other. So that can become a good advantage for me to use it against my one direct competitor brand, which I do not own yet. So start understanding, uh, we do start understanding that, okay, fine, hey, against this five, six competition brands, which of my two brands hold an advantage and then target them accordingly. And the third way to kind of use owning, owning brands from multiple, uh, from the same category is probably start understanding how you can use cross-sell between your own brands. One product from, let's say I have a one liter water bottle in one brand and I have a two liter water bottle in the other. <clears throat> so I can use it as an upsell opportunity, not probably as a cross-sell. Within my own brands, I personally always prefer upsell is the option that you should look forward to, not try to uh, like cross-sell between your own brands. So that way, somebody comes to your product page, $19 is confirmed revenue for you, but you can anyway show it $25 a product as well. So probably either you get $19 or you get $25. But don't show them a $7 product from your own brand because then you are anyways losing out of uh, value, yeah, downselling yourself. value there. That is fantastic perspective is, is segmenting your business units by, you know, the premium price point and the, you know, the budget price point. I think those are very different positionings. Um, you can do very different targetings with those, right? You can target more expensive products on the budget side. Yeah. I mean, you can get into very different strategies with those and, and keep them from directly putting all their marketing spend to the same targets. I think that's very wise. And with DSP, this becomes more easier to handle because you can segment more in terms of uh, the customer shopping behavior, etc. You'll be able to segment it more. So DSP will be able to help you further in terms of how do you segregate same brands or brands with a similar product set. That helps you more than what your PPC can offer you as of now. Yes, absolutely. DSP will give you far more controls and give, allow you to go far more granular on targeting with audiences. So. Um... But when you going back to what you mentioned uh, with day parting, um, I, I take it, you know, at the scale you guys are at, there's definitely some tools involved there. What types of tools are you using um, to help manage, you know, the size portfolio you guys have? 
Uh, as of now, we just use one tool uh, to manage our uh, PPC or let's say to do uh, bulk changes there. Uh, like, however, we would want to, let's say, make, uh, and that tool gives us the option of making the day parting option available for us as well. We just kind of do an A-B testing for a couple of months. We have, let's say, for example, two brands, uh, we'll do half day, half day, start giving them, then reverse the structure for them that for the next week, give it uh, other way around. And then eventually come to a conclusion that, okay, fine, hey, how do you equally distribute between them so that both the brands uh, after multiple competition combination get equal weightage and are able to grow it. So that way we kind of do that part. Apart from this, all the aggregators almost use the similar tools what any other seller would also use. They use Helium 10, Jungle Scout or uh, your Amaritex, etc. Et they almost use the same thing. The difference comes if I am as a seller selling one single brand and as an uh, aggregator I'm owning 50, 60, 100 brands, the difference comes in terms of doing things at scale. So beyond a particular point, when I have to do things at scale, I'll bring my tech team. You have to bring your tech team into a picture. Certain things you need to do with, uh, with the help of them. Probably start creating more templates, probably same as, an, an, as any agency will do. Like have their own templates so that you can do work faster, standardize the processes. And then for the processes, probably do not keep on uh, editing it every now and then. Because then for the entire team, it becomes difficult to go up. So have processes with the vision that, okay, fine, I can last with this process for the six months or one year horizon and I don't have to touch it. So that gives you the better in terms of scalability or uh, adjusting across the portfolio on that part. So it's probably that way. I think that was basically a mini lesson in how to scale any business team process um, in like 30 seconds. That was well said. Um, also, uh, as I mentioned, uh, like every aggregator will eventually structure teams. They will structure your the brands that they are owning to have. Uh, they are owning. And this is how you have to do it. You can structure it with categories. In category, you can probably figure out these are my cash away since these are my low uh, build ASINs and etc. But if you have a clearer structure, probably, and then you can use your Excel sheets, you can use Google sheets, and you can use a couple of tools to automate actions or whatsoever. But the day you start having clearer structure in terms of your products, brands, you will be able to scale at a better rate. Yeah, and I, I think you were spot on a bit ago when you were talking about you have to bring in tech at some point. Like bulk files and Excel templates only will get you so far and yes. start slowing your computer down. So. You know, that's why we, we just put out an episode about the Amazon API and Amazon marketing stream, which leads me to ask you, are, have you guys looked into the Amazon marketing stream and that real-time data? Uh, not yet, but we do have to, we have plans to kind of start exploring it. So probably as of now, we're just maturing on our PPC front, like kind of setting up everything, everything, taking care of everything. And uh, uh, in, then we'll move towards DSP and then start using this part as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to hear how, how that impacts your guys' day parting decisions later on. Once yes. you see, you know, real-time conversion rates and CPCs, it, you can get very granular in real-time. So yeah. you'll have fun with that. Next question for you. What's, I mean, you kind of touched on it a bit ago with having to scale and build your team and take on so many brands, but what has been the biggest operational struggle um, you've run into on the aggregator side? Uh, so how do I put it up is... Uh, being organized and probably unorganized at the same time. 
when i say organized and unorganized what i mean is you need to have a structure which is consistent across your whole all brands you cannot have a different campaign naming structure you cannot have a different uh, targeting options for all the different brands because uh, once the brands starts acquisition starts pouring in probably 50 60 100 as a number you need to have a structure otherwise it's impossible for you to scale it and at the same time probably a simple option as this much that okay fine hey uh, uh, an automatic targeting uh, catch all campaign that we all run it can work for a brand but it cannot work for the exact same portfolio same uh, products for the other brand it might not work so you still would have to keep it un uh, organized for that level video campaigns might work well for a particular brand this can give you good conversions as well at a good acos but a similar set of brand might not give it to you might not give it so probably there you have to uh, readjust your overall goals so have the same structure but then be flexible in terms of having different end result and then optimize accordingly so that is probably the biggest challenge from the ppc perspective for an any aggregator another thing that you face is probably for the start but not in the long term the brands that we acquire they have different histories all of them have worked with different agencies so different agencies will come into different or different agencies or different persons who have handled the campaigns i once worked with a brand who in the past 2 years worked with six different agencies so probably six different way of structuring campaigns you saw a lot of different nomenclature in that account exactly. i take it and then you work on all of that to bring it to your structure that okay fine hey this is the structure that we would want to follow nomenclature changes the way the campaigns are structured that changes how many asins in a particular campaign that changes if one of the brands start using quartile uh, quartile as a tool creates a lot of campaigns and it's a system driven campaigns so too many campaigns and uh, like probably then you will have to work on all of them so that is another struggle for the start but later on you kind of anyways bring it into your structure and you are able to take care of it that's probably yeah. the ppc side biggest one Yeah, that's uh one of the things we see a lot when we first talk talk with sellers and start working together too is let's let's clean up the the nomenclature, let's separate your branded and non-branded keywords. Let's just get this in a place that makes sense first. Clean up probably is the most uh, operational activity uh that I think uh, like from an agency perspective or an aggregator perspective, I think a PPC manager is like the most operational but the most necessary thing that I think they have to go through. Yeah, you need to make sense of your your structure where your money's going, where your budget's being spent. Like it's it's so crucial to have right. Um next question is kind of a tacos uh question is how do you balance the organic and paid side of of brands products? Um do, I mean, does it revolve around the maturity and lifestyle of a brand or life cycle of a brand, excuse me? Um where do you guys, you know, manage the the balance of organic and paid uh so how we have done or we prefer to do it at marketplace power brands is probably have a target in mind but then be realistic also towards it like we do have uh, so that is the one uh, good thing that we have it that okay fine be realistic in terms of your expectations on how certain things are probably we acquired a brand which was just launched let's say one year ago two years ago 
So, and uh, they initially launched a few ASINs, which did very well, which are contributing so high in revenue. And then six months ago, only they have launched another 50 ASINs and they are just building up. So probably the tacos for them could be completely haywire and the ASINs contributing it would, could be completely haywire. So when we acquire a brand, probably the thought process is start understanding the ASINs, how much probably each of the ASIN is contributing via ads or how much is contributing via organic. Understand that, figure out that, okay, fine, hey, this is probably the average, uh, on an average, how they are performing. Uh, let's say we have a target of, let's say, for example, 25% or, or let's say 15% tacos, uh, for example. We do get to know that which are the ASINs which are bringing the ratio up, ASINs which are not helping us keep this number down. Start with those ASINs. Start with those ASINs that, okay, fine, hey, what's wrong with them? Are they new products? Are they conversion that way? Are the CPC very high for that category? Because that can eventually help you to understand what category you should focus for the new product launches as well. Because eventually, we do start doing that as well as a seller, you'll have to launch more products. So that can also give you more advantage or more uh, 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 insights into that. In terms of managing the relationship between organic sales and ads, uh, when we acquire the brands, the first thought is the revenue should not take a dip. Keep it consistent no matter what you're doing from the BBC side. And as a normal marketing uh, guidelines, that as a, in the long run, your organic should start taking more and more share. If there is any particular individual since we figure out that, okay, fine, hey, these are the pain points which are bringing your, uh, uh, not able to bring your ACOST or TACOS down, start work with them and then see how it goes. And uh, probably certain things are very clear in terms of throughout the management, since our founders have also been like running, uh, they have in the past ran their own business, so they do understand these things uh, and have clear expectations that will define, hey, what is possible for this particular brand and what is not possible for this particular brand. We, you can have that, okay, fine, hey, the target is 5% tacos, but is it even achievable? And if so, in how many, what's the tenure in which it should be achievable? It's, we all understand in the hierarchy that PPC is a catalyst or one way of conversion, but uh, not the only way to control everything else. Not the only way to control. So, and that is probably the biggest advantage of having people who have run the Amazon business that okay, they know what the system is, what the architecture is, or how the thing algorithm works, etc. That's probably the biggest advantage. Yeah, that's the that's the exact same way, you know, I think we should go about it is is looking at the delta and understanding, okay, you're off from your your target. Is this a product that's new in your ranking or is this a product that has outrageous CPCs and is just should be cut um on marketing spend. So um yeah, figure out and uh, probably then you start focusing upon that okay, fine, what are the other avenues I can start exploring on this? Probably uh, I have spent so much of money in the past uh, aggressively on this. I'll just start launching uh, what you call my uh, remarketing campaigns. If in case that has not been explored, I start launching my remarketing campaigns via DSP because that would still be a lower cost and still give me better conversions. And then I can think of uh, probably can I kind of piggy bank on some other ASIN with a lower uh, what you call uh, CPCs and still keep on getting conversions. Can I merge it with another ASIN? 
so that my costs are kind of almost like divided and i have i'm still able to take care of it so you start thinking on those lines uh, and uh, like probably make a valid judgment out of it whether it is possible eventually or not because for certain areas where you or certain categories where cpcs are extremely high you will not be able to take care of it i think you're uh, you just gave our audience some great uh, some strategy and tricks to go try if they're uh, you know tacos are getting out of hand on some products and they can't get out of it um last question for you um is kind of a imaginary question you know if it if you come into a brand that you're about to start managing and working with um what is you know the ppc account look like that you're like oh i can't wait to to get into this and crush it um versus like oh man i, I don't want to touch this you know is it just loaded with auto campaigns no manual campaigns like what's your dream scenario to walk into with a brand uh my dream scenario would be a camp a brand which has a lot of keyword campaigns and a lot of mature keyword campaigns uh mature keyword campaigns probably that's the best thing for me to go because i can see the dokifying it's it makes more my job more easier in order to figure out the dokifying hey what to work around certain brands broad match low bids they'll kill it you do not even require to touch anything they'll just keep on giving 5% 10% consistent rise on your uh, uh revenue uh i would not appreciate or not uh, the preference if you ask me brands which have let's say 3000 campaigns uh and if i have to start clean up for them that's like okay fine uh, okay i need a one week off i think me or nobody should call me or like does not disturb me and i just want to sit and do that part and uh, yes one cumbersome task and probably you will not get that much output out of it And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we're going back to our operational struggle topic yeah. earlier. Yes, the cleanup is never fun. So, the uh, like too many auto campaigns also is still fine for me provided they're giving results, but the best way whenever the transition happens is probably if they are having uh, a lot of uh, uh keyword campaigns because that gives me a lot a lot of insights upon where my product is actually getting converted. I don't have to rely upon Helium 10 or any other tool to kind of do a research and say, "Hey, these are my 15 keywords, 50 keywords." I don't have to do do that. That's one. And uh, any brand which already has few creative assets, like love to go with them. Because if you, if you already give me five uh, custom images or five videos, it's a easier uh, like job for me to start launching my campaigns instantly. And I already have the keywords, which exactly and. other campaigns you talk about your sponsor display category audience etc all these options are already there on amazon so you just have to play around with the strategy that you want to implement but you can anyways launch those campaigns you can't do much about advertising campaign remarketing you can't do much about it for any uh, amazon seller that is thinking they want to sell their company in the next 12 months take these uh <laughs> these wish list hints and, and get your ppc in order before you hand it off to sumit <laughs> Uh, for sure i would love uh, like i can for sure give my acquisition team that one good uh, go ahead from my side to find hey we can have this brand up and running within uh, two days probably rather than a week or 10 days it's uh, that uh, it for sure makes my job at least easier that's the goal just make make sumit's life easier everyone <laughs> awesome thank you so much for taking the time today i appreciate you coming in and again like we said we'll have to have you back once you guys get into dsp a bit and sure. uh, amazon marketing stream play around with that data yeah for sure would love to be back on the show 
Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll talk next time. Cheers.